Welcome to Dummy's Multiverse. Please join me on an adventure around my neurodivergent brain and follow along as I navigate life and the world of publishing as an autistic and queer writer with mental health issues. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. I think some apologies are in due. Um, I'm sorry that it took nearly two months to do the next episode. I'm going to talk about why in this episode and how um, certain aspects of being autistic and ADHD affect me. So, um, yeah, I guess we can just dive right in because (laughs) time is limited and if I don't get on with it, recording it now... um, I'm not going to record it, who knows, maybe for another two months. So, um, yeah, let's get on with today's show. So, um, today's episode is meant to be um, discussing how being autistic and being ADHD at the same time affects my ability to write or to be able to complete any sort of task and so we're gonna get deep diving into this and I'm going to be all over the place a little bit because over the last couple of weeks I've been having a bit of a brain fog and been struggling to remember things and prompting myself to do things and sometimes I would do things that are um, slightly um, inappropriate or dangerous um most recently for example i was cooking some dinner and halfway through dinner i um took off the kettle from its place and put it down onto the stove but i forgot that i was using that stove ring for cooking so i melted the kettle onto the stove um yeah Uh, That was not safe with the baby in the house and I should be named and shamed because I have to buy a new kettle for the house. And yeah, that's like one of the things that recently happened that was um, caused by not paying enough attention and being somewhere else in my head. And um, yeah, so that's partly because my brain was a bit fuzzy partly why I haven't quite got on to recording today's episode. I want to give a special shout out to Alex though um, because in the previous episode I asked you to um, try and remind me if the deadline came and passed and I haven't uploaded an episode and Alex was the only one who um, frequently bothered me and harassed me about um, the new episode and I am really really very thankful for her for doing so and uh, I think an apology is due to her as well because um, she reminded me I think three times to put up my podcast and um, eventually she kind of disappeared on me and understandably, it's because I haven't proceeded to upload the episode, well, haven't proceeded to record and upload the episode, even though she reminded me multiple times. 
and I definitely really appreciate the message and the frequent check-in because it did get me to think about it more but because my brain has been so fuzzy and there has been a lot of um, personal things that were happening and some issues with my university administration I haven't got around um sitting down and thinking and recording about it so I'm very sorry Alex and I really appreciate you taking your time and reminding me about my podcast thank you so much for being there for me and I hope you get to listen to this episode even though you had to wait nearly two months so um after putting that out there I think we can try and deep dive into the issues so um about being autistic there were a lot of signs in my childhood of potentially being autistic but I grew up in Hungary and well in Hungary unless you're the typical Rainman style um autistic male um you don't really get picked out or picked up on being autistic um so I was labeled antisocial I was labeled a freak child a strange girl and all sorts of things and I've been bullied since I was in kindergarten and um like I literally only made my first friend at age 14 when I was at um, when I was starting high school on the first day of high school with the person who sat down next to me not knowing the pre-existing history of bullying and the other kids already knowing me so yeah um there were clear signs of um struggling in a social setting and there were clear signs of being bright and interested in certain things like maths and physics and stuff like that but um I kind of missed out on following all of those things because um a lot of the time my teachers already know that I knew the things and um eventually they stopped asking me to answer questions because they wanted to give chances to the other children as well and because of that I kind of just had enough of um trying and just giving up on being interested in a lot of things because I just found that what's the point if I can't um, use it in class. So I feel like that's kind of um, when I got to high school is when the ADHD sort of started picking up as well because of the um, increased load of um, things to study, the um, increased attention needed to pay attention in class. Um, once again, I wasn't diagnosed with ADHD either. In fact, I'm still waiting for an ADHD diagnosis. Um, but I think many of you know that in London, it's, uh, <laughs> it's very difficult to get diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, the signs were there for both, um, Again, I had some special interest in certain things at high school and that's the only things I wanted to do. Um, and when it comes to being in class, one of the things that happen most frequently is that 
um, I would often fall asleep during the class while I was listening to the teacher because um, I just couldn't concentrate. My brain couldn't keep up with um, the information that needed to be processed and often I would doze off and also quite often because of the increased load of work I would fail to um, complete homework which in return um, made me labelled as a lazy child who's not paying attention, who's not doing her schoolwork and I started getting bad grades, I started losing interest in the things I was interested in before like maths and physics because the teachers just assumed that I have no interest in these things and so it kind of went into a downward spiral and by the second year of high school my grades were really bad and I was failing some of the classes. In fact, I also had to go ahead and um, do some exams throughout the summer um, to proceed into the next year. So if I would have failed any of those, then I would have had to repeat the year. So um, there were clear signs of both being autistic and being ADHD. And because of the being antisocial and not knowing how to make friends and also being constantly bullied, even though I made some friends at that point, um, I was still bullied by the popular girls and I was still bullied for looking a certain way, not being 100%, you know, the same way as the other girls, having a unique sense of style, having... um, a unique sense of outlook on life and talking sometimes in a strange way. So all of that kind of um, gone into continuing the bullying um, with certain people and that sort of resulted in um, depression and anxiety. I already had depression, I think, since I was in kindergarten and when I was in um, primary as well because... Um, the bullying followed from kindergarten to primary because it was a small town and um, so then of course that followed into high school but high school hit the worst because obviously that's when you're meant to um, kind of find your passion and um, get inspired by life and all of that high school is when you're meant to make decisions about who you want to be what you want to do Um, I had quite bad depression, I had quite bad anxiety, I was emotionally, um, I basically, I was eating my feelings, so um, by the third year of high school, I doubled my size, Uh, I gained like nearly 60 kilograms because of all the pressure and the issues with the others, so that wasn't nice and I still have that weight. I haven't been able to shift it for nearly 15 years. Um, But yeah, that was basically um, what happened. Um, I was showing a lot of interest in writing by that time, by the way. Um, At that point, I kind of did mostly poetry, kind of like Edgar Allan Poe, you know, Charlotte Bronte inspired poetry. It was quite gloomy, quite dark, quite... um, spooky and I did like poetry like like reading poetry reciting poetry at that point 
um, and I was kind of dubbing my hand into short stories. And I did have one publication at that point, which was an essay about climate change. Um, but I didn't have um, the self-confidence to trust in my abilities to go forward with um, pushing myself and submitting more. So, yeah, that um, unfortunately stuck with me for a long time. Um, fast forward um, to when I was 27, so nearly nearly 12 years later is when I received my autism diagnosis after um, after breaking up my first relationship because um, my mental health really affected the way we were um, communicating with each other and the way we were caring for each other. So um, my depression and my anxiety was really bad. And um, obviously my autistic traits um, my fear of abandonment, um, need for perfectionism and all of that, uh, unfortunately kind of ruined things, but that's okay because we are friends now and, um, obviously I have my wife and my baby, so it all worked out in the end, but, um, that was like the last push to proceed and get, um, an autism diagnosis, which I did surprisingly fast. And I was very happy with having it because it gave me, it made me feel valid and it made me feel like I finally understood the part of me that I didn't get before and it just made more sense. And it was one of the things that pushed me towards doing my bachelor's in creative writing. So um, once I had my diagnosis, well, I actually started my bachelor's just a little bit before that. But um, at that point, it kind of felt like of him. So I started my bachelor's a little bit before that. And it was also one of the things that were kind of causing trouble in the relationship because I didn't have as much time for the relationship as I had for my classes. But yeah, so um, yeah, sorry, this is the ADHD. So sometimes I forget what happened and when it happened so I started my bachelor's in creative writing first because I I hoped that by having kind of like a rigid framework it will um make me put out more creative writing and it sort of did for the classes but it still didn't do the individual work so I still wasn't self-motivated to do the writing unless there was a deadline so um yeah halfway through I got diagnosed with being autistic and um yeah I finished my bachelor's after four years and I went into my master's which is um creative writing and education and I used the fact that I was that I already had a diagnosis I used that fact to get um disability student allowance which um, gave me a little bit more help um, regards to my studies now because I had to do my bachelor's without any support of um, a mental health tutor and a study skills tutor for some reason. I wasn't eligible at that point. So um, yeah, that was a second class. But now I have 
um, these people helping me, so I'm hoping that my grade is going to be a little bit better than that. Not that a second class is bad, it's just, um, yeah, there's the perfectionism talking. So, um, meanwhile, I also put in my request for an ADHD assessment, but that's been nearly two years, and they still haven't got back to me with an appointment, so I'm going to have to chase that, but I always forget it because of timelineness. Anyway, um, so how does being autistic and being ADHD affect my ability to write and affect my ability to concentrate? So I made a little note for myself, so I'm going to try and go through it. So being autistic as a writer affects me in a way that, um, let's start with the negative parts. So being autistic um, comes with having a crippling anxiety of not being good enough or not being the right standard. So I have a very bad anxiety about um, the quality of my writing and um, how people would react to my writing. I also have depression from being socially awkward and um, from the fact that sometimes people struggle to understand what I'm trying to communicate and how I'm trying to communicate it and they misinterpret and misunderstand me which um, has been giving me a great deal of anxiety and depression over the years. Um, my depression also comes with something I like to call the negativity goblin and this negativity goblin is... <sighs> I feel like it's a little creature in the back of my mind who keeps telling me that what's the point of writing, what's the point of trying, you know, you're never going to live up to the standards that you meant to um, present, you're never going to be good enough to be picked up on and all of that. And um, over the years I attempted to submit my short stories, I have attempted to... Um, getting to writing programs and such and so far no luck um I got quite far-ish with um BBC Writers Academy I think I was in the top 100 out of 1192 people but I didn't get in and um the way my brain functions is that instead of focusing on the fact that I was in the top 10 percent I was focusing on the fact that I didn't get in and so I have to consciously try and work on rewiring my brain and trying to make myself remember that it's okay to you know it's okay to not be perfect it's okay to not um get into things first time because you know um people other people who are famous now have gone through similar struggles that I did, except they didn't give up. And um, I shouldn't give up on doing things just because. And so um, that's kind of like what comes from being autistic. Um, the perfectionism is also really bad. Um, I always worry about not having a perfect manuscript when I submit. And that comes from... Um, submitting many times before and having it bounce back without any further explanation why it wasn't accepted and so on so so I feel like sometimes unless it's perfect 
it's not good to go so i get into this like vicious cycle of keep reworking keep reworking and working the same material from draft after draft after draft and um, because of that um i sometimes lose track of um which draft is the correct draft and also um, every time I send it out and receive a rejection, I feel like I gotta work more on that because there must be something wrong with it if it didn't get accepted. So um, yeah, it kind of um, defeats the purpose of um, attempting to be a writer. Okay, um, a good thing about being autistic is the desire to be organized and the desire to be, um, you know, prepared for everything that comes along. The only issue is, is that this is when the ADHD comes in and completely wrecks havoc of everything. So I get myself planners, I got myself a big calendar, I got myself visual reminders, and I meant to get on with it and fill it out and stick to the routine stick to the list but ADHD swoops in and completely kicks up the plan and ruins it so I've been in this vicious cycle of getting planners at the beginning of every year and then by the second or the third month it's empty and it's not finished so every year I have planners that I have purchased and every year I have to throw out these planners because they are not finished. So the way I'm working around that now is um, try and get planners that don't have any dates in them. So if I haven't started using it, then I can always pick it up again the next time the inspiration strikes. Anyway, um, so ADHD comes with um, forgetting to schedule or forgetting to stick to the schedule. So yeah, um, the scheduling is a big issue um, because I'm struggling to keep up with what I planned up. Um, the other thing is um, that has been a big, 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 big thing that has been limiting me is um, time blindness because um, I may have came up with a schedule. I may have came up with an idea to... Um, keep on top of things but time blindness swoops in and I wake up in the morning and then I blink twice and suddenly it's night time it's time to go to sleep I haven't done my writing that I was scheduled in I haven't um, done my homework I haven't done my plotting and it's night time and the day has gone and um, now I'm depressed because I haven't got around doing what I meant to do so um there's like short-term timelines that's like only during the day and then there is also the long-term timelines when um i feel like the days kind of just like melt into one another and then it's like three weeks later and shit i missed the deadline shit i haven't um completed what i meant to do i haven't followed up on my promises I haven't um, finished up the work that I meant to do to submit um, my piece to an upcoming deadline. So, yeah, time blindness has been my enemy for a long time. And then it kind of ties in with um, what I call 
lastminute.com which is um if I do catch up with the time blindness on time and there is still a couple of days before the deadline is um when lastminute.com comes in and then I attempt to meet the deadline in that one or two days and so um I kind of just like try and get through it extremely quickly rushing um not sleeping um being high on energy drinks um staying up until 2 3 4 a.m trying to finish the piece trying to format it on time then do the filler pieces like um the log line and all of that and the inspirational letter of why i want to send it there blah 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 and um yeah um i end up crashing real hard after um barely meeting the deadline that is if i meet the deadline so if i'm lucky enough to put it in on time then i'm gonna crash and i'm gonna forget about it then of course comes the um it cycles back into um the issues um with depression and anxiety so it comes back it didn't get in on time or it comes back it didn't succeed it wasn't picked up and I feel like that's my fault for not being better prepared not spending more time on the work not making sure that it's absolutely on perfect notes that I haven't <clears throat> I haven't scheduled in enough time to work on it if I worked on it more then it would have been better if I worked on it more it would have been picked up it would have been published um so yeah there's a lot of um issues with the two things clashing the two sides of me clashing because um they're kind of um disrupting each other and stopping each other from working properly of course there are good things about being autistic and there's good things about being ADHD um being autistic means that I can focus a lot more on um my writing as a special interest um though it sometimes means that I get sidetracked and I don't do the writing because I'm doing the reading up on how to work on the plot, how to do this, how to do that, how to improve certain techniques. But it's a good thing that I can, um, it helps me concentrate on the material and it kind of takes me down the rabbit holes on Wikipedia of different special things. And yeah, I found that being autistic meant that I have, um, more especially interesting, for example, astronomy and astrobiology and stuff like that. And it gives me some inspiration for my writing and it gives me a unique perspective on things and it gives me um, the ability to deep dive into things that other people might find overwhelming. So that's one good thing. And the desire to be organized is a good thing. It's another thing whether I can achieve it or not, but there's that. Um, about being ADHD, I think one of the good things about that is being able to focus on more than one thing at a time. It could be a good thing if I can keep my hand on it. Um, then I can literally multitask and 
you know, I might be like cooking, but I can listen to a podcast. I might be cooking, but I can listen to a motivational book. And that could help me um, improve my writing practice. But basically, um, it's figuring out how to make these things work together. And I try and I've been trying to work around the issues that I have had, like the perfectionism and lastminute.com and the negativity goblin. So I've been trying to just submit anyway, even if I don't feel like it's up to the standards that I wanted it to be. Um, I try and remember remember that previously I tried to put it on a very high standard and it still keep coming back. So might as well try and lower the standards and still put it out because at least I put it out. So I have had a bit more submissions this year because I've been trying to put it out anyway um, and try and quiet down the negativity goblin and the perfectionism and then just keep pushing things out. Um, I haven't done much over the last two months apart from one application, but um, basically this is it. This is how my brain works. So that's it for now. For the next episode, I'm going to have to cover the methodologies I'm going to be using for my university research because I will need to be presenting this as um, part of my submission. So um, it's going to be a bit more dry next week, but a bit more about the serious side of things, um, methods of research, um, ways of doing exercises. So um, it's going to be focusing on a bit more on the um, education and creative writing side of things. How am I using creative writing as an educational tool on myself to um, help me get that sustainable writing habit and help me, um, you know, harvest the good sides of being autistic and harvest the good sides of being ADHD and then to deal with um, the not so good sides and figure out how to um, arrange my writing routine around these seasons of neurodiversity. So that's going to happen for the next episode and I am hoping to put it up in the next one week. If it's not up by... If the next episode is not up by the 18th of June, please start bothering me online, start sending messages, send an email, check on checking on me on um, my social media outlets. I would really appreciate that. And even though I may not immediately move on to making the next episode, you will jog my memory and you will remind me to scratch this itch. So I would really, really appreciate that. And once again, I am thankful for my wife who has been trying to get me to record this episode. And I'm really thankful for Alex who messaged me three different occasions to get this episode on the right. So thank you very much for being there for me. Thank you for um, constantly trying to remind me and encourage me to go ahead with the things that I was planning on going ahead because I get really lost in time so you have been brilliant thank you and um, for the next episode I do have a little bit of a homework for my listeners 
if I have listeners. Um, my call for action for you this week um, would be a question. How does your neurodiversity affect your writing habits? How do you work around it? How do you harvest it? What worked for you? Do you have any recommendations, whether that's being books, other podcasts, other people to listen to, any articles about um, being a neurodiverse writer? Like, could be anything, you know, um, if you're also autistic, if you're also ADHD, or the two at the same time, that would be the best. So I can use it in my research. But any help would be much appreciated. I want to hear from other fellow writers, from other individuals, because um, we have certain challenges and certain gifts that we need to learn to work around. So please, please send me your recommendations and let's get this um, research on on the road. So once again, you know where to find me. On Facebook, you can find me under Demetria Blacksmith or Demi Blacksmith. Um, I do have an account, like a personal account. You can befriend me there. You can go follow my page, which is not, haven't been that active. You can send me an email at demetriablacksmith.gmail.com, not dot, demetriablacksmith at gmail.com or demismultiverse at gmail.com. Or just comment underneath the podcast. Whatever works for you. Just, you know, I'm there. I'm hoping to make a contact with others. So don't be shy. Don't be afraid. I won't bite. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you will like the episode and subscribe for more. Thank you. Love you. Bye. I'm afraid to say... That's game over.